Welcome to the Athlon Sports Coverage Podcast, athlonsports.com, of course. His name is Mitch Light. My name is Braden Golf. Thank you guys for joining us. Rate, review, and subscribe. It is a great way for people to find out whether or not like we suck or if we're okay at our jobs. Well, they can just listen. They don't need to right. like, I, look I, at reviews. I, I don't think you understand opinion. how new people who don't listen check out podcasts I've using never, ratings, reviews. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I never look at the reviews. That, that's, it's so word of mouth. You're, you're the one human that does that. I, I, Fine. Fine. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Don't listen to Mitch, who's telling you not to do. Things no, this to help one's awesome. Listen to podcast. this one. But yeah, like people, are like, have you listened to this one? Oh, that's a good podcast. Well, a lot of people use reviews to decide things. You well, know, I, like, I interact like, with humans. Like hotels. I use. I interact with humans. I talk to them. I do don't you, like. So when you go on vacation, do you know everyone that lives I in don't that city? Go on vacation very much well, at all. True. Uh, so please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, despite Mitch's best efforts to derail the the evaluation process of our podcast, uh, podcast at athlonsports.com. Uh, we're going to do a mailbag pod coming up next week. Or maybe two weeks from now during the holiday season, so we'll we will uh, elicit responses. Ask for is that questions? Correct. Just we'll I'd ask like for to questions. elicit a response. Ask for questions. Podcast at athlonsports.com or at, at Mitch on Twitter at Braden Gall. If you ask a bunch of questions, uh, if they're timely enough, we'll be able to answer them during the holidays, during the Christmas week, uh, as you have a bunch of travel and I've got a bunch of family. Don't so, ask so we'll do that stuff. What Braden got me for Hanukkah because Hanukkah's over and I did not get anything from him. So don't ask that question. Um, I'm not sorry. Okay, I didn't ask you. I'm just some people were probably thinking that. Really, yeah. News. Probably most people were thinking that. They were listening. I wonder what Braden got Mitch for Hanukkah. Uh, all right, pretty newsy podcast today. I- I'm excited about this because it's going to be fast moving. A lot of just topics to discuss. Uh, we'll get into the Heisman here in just a second. I'll give you my ballot. Who I voted for. Mitch can rip that apart if you'd like. A couple of Power Five jobs that uh, have hired new head football coaches since we last discussed this. Um, we have a lot of, we've got a contract extension from one program that appears to be committed to winning. We'll get to that. Uh, and then, of course, some uh, coordinator hires as well. And, um, you know, one man's junk that's just too difficult to handle. We'll get to that a little bit later too on. Too hot to handle. Uh, I don't know if hot's the right word I would I use. I just was throwing that in there. To Nothing describe there. his junk. Um, it's low hanging fruit is what it was or dangling either way. Uh, so let's start with, so a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun stuff uh, on the podcast today. Let's start with, Oh, a, an edict for those fans pre bowl game, because everybody complains. Why did you say this before the bowls? I'm going to make sure I say it before the bowls, how to watch bowls and use bowl results. We'll do that. And, And of course, all the players, there's a long list, a lengthy list of players who are sitting out. Uh, bowl game, so we'll get to that as well. All right, first, would you like my Heisman ballot, or do you have comments on the results? Kyler Murray wins the Heisman Trophy. Tua, by far the most points that any second-place finisher ever had. But not the closest. Not the closest margin. Uh, and then Dwayne Haskins. I don't have uh, many thoughts. Finishes third. I was asked this a lot, and this is sort of a cop-out. I, I don't have a Heisman vote. Had I had a Heisman vote, I would have dove in. And, you know, taking it a little more seriously, I would have voted. I, right now, I said I can sit here and tell you I would have voted for Kyler Murray. My guess is after diving in, I probably still would have voted for Kyler Murray. But, again, I didn't do all the quote-unquote research. I would like to hear who you voted for. So I did all the research, and I'm not sure it helps you much. Uh, because well, it's, it's a unique situation with, the, with Tua's not basically playing – 25% of the season. So I don't believe that one game, one performance should be the dictating factor as to why someone wins the Heisman or not. But when two candidates are so ridiculously close, it's hard not to have that be a, a lasting image. I, I, I am a big fan of sort of fighting the natural 
um, inclination for recency bias. It's it's what we do when we do predictions every April. We try to fight the, the the recency bias of what we saw in a bowl game. You know, I think too many people fall into that trap of oh they they played really well in the tax slayer bowl, so they're going to be good this year. I think that's pretty stupid. We're um, talking about Tennessee, but in this case, I I think it really I think the championship game could have been the deciding factor. Only ten percent of the voters roughly had cast their ballots prior, which is a very low number um, heading into championship weekend. So. Um, I voted for – go ahead. No. Yes, right. yes Mitch. Like, okay. I, I think that the fact that so 90% of people didn't, if you were just you know a college football fan, media member who has a vote all season long, you know, you're following, but you, you know, you, you've seen Tua play. You think he's the best player. You, you haven't really done all your research yet because you can do your Heisman research in, in, in a couple hours if you're a voter. I think what the championship weekend did was kind of open your eyes maybe a little bit more and say, wow, I did not maybe realize how good Murray has been. And then you start looking and, oh, wow, he did this. His passion's efficiency numbers are off the charts. Oh, and he rushed for 1,000 yards. Like 1,000 yards is a nice benchmark, and he's a quarterback. So I'm not saying people weren't necessarily paying enough attention to him. I'm just saying that the championship weekend might have opened some eyes, and some people who are on the fence would have been like, you know what, I, I, I got to be honest with myself, I did not realize how good he has been. And I would argue, in theory – Maybe not in practice, but in theory, if you haven't watched enough, Kyle I'm not Murray, saying that. I'm not saying deserve, watch. No, hang on, I, you, you don't you're just, misinterpreting me, my interpretation. I, I, I am just making a different statement, okay. which is in theory. Again, not in practice, but in theory, if you did not, if you need a lot of time to dive into numbers, that's what you could do it in an you, hour. You should have. You shouldn't have a vote really. Like you should be. You should know or have a good feel. You should be deciding on the splitting hairs at the end of it, and that's what I had to do. And I, I never have, I've never agonized over who I voted for, um, like this. Um, I voted for guys, and I felt very comfortable with my vote every time. I didn't really hesitate with my vote. I, I truly agonized over this one. I, I thought, so who did you vote for? I think the Tua Tagovailoa is the best football player in America. Who did you vote for? And I think Kyler Murray is the most valuable player in in America. And those two things, beauties in the eye of the beholder. You can go one way or the other. I had Dwayne Haskins at three. Um, exceptional player. I think he's going to be a potentially top 10 pick in the draft coming up in 2019 and the biggest recruit of Ryan Day's very early career at Ohio State. And I voted Tua Tungavailoa second. Ooh, you had me there. In the Heisman Trophy. And I voted for Kyler Murray. Um, Is that your first winner in a while? Um, no, I, I voted for Baker last year. Okay. But I think um, – I, I listen, I – if you take Tua off the off that Alabama team, they're probably still in the situation that they are currently in. They may not be undefeated, but they're probably in the playoff, and they're probably SEC champs. Maybe they lose to Georgia, although Jalen Hurts is the reason they came back and beat Georgia. So I, I just felt like there was some deciding factor element there. Being the quarterback for the most efficient offense in the history of college football is a huge thing. I do not believe that the talent around Kyler Murray – especially on defense, is anywhere close to what Haskins and Tua played with. And I think Kyler Murray is the far more valuable player while also being the most dynamic and electrifying player in college football with elite-level numbers and all this other stuff. He led his team to a championship. He avenged the loss with a monster performance in the championship game. He's After so, a slow start. He checks every box, and frankly, they both do. If this was any other this year. This is the theme of the show, which I don't know if you watched. I watched zero minutes. I watched off and on um, because I saw you – if, if I'm correct, you should have been uh, um, teaching your daughter better form tackling, uh, maybe go a little bit lower. I saw her earlier in the day, and she tackled another little girl her side, went up a little too high. She got a little lower on the waist. Oh, that's right. We were at a, <laughs> we were at a brewery, and a uh, really cool experience, actually. We were at an Army watch party 
which you did not know you were going to. And at the end, because Army had won, they all there's like 30 people there all singing the alma mater, which was really cool. I just missed that part. It was really cool. And then you guys showed up late, of course. And you did see my two-year-old take down another two-year-old at the It was the pretty good tackle, just but a little too love, high. But it was out of love, though. Right. Just, but, yeah, just took her down, though. She didn't, bring the, she didn't bring the legs. Yeah. Or maybe she did. It wasn't targeting. It wasn't like she went. No, no, no. 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 She, it was shoulder to shoulder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I lost my train of thought. Didn't watch the show. Oh, yeah. So, the, the theme of the show was... <laughs> You know, all three of you guys, basically, you picked the wrong year to be really good. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, Haskins in many other years would have won the award, and clearly Tua in many other years. And Tua will go into next year as a favorite. Do you have a problem with my ballot? No, that's probably what mine would have been. Yeah. I don't. I, I like being counterculture, but I couldn't do it. I thought. I well, thought, don't do it just for the sake of. I, doing I actually it. thought. No, I actually thought voting for Kyler was going to be. I thought it was going to be really close, but I didn't know if he was going to win it or not. And then all of a sudden, the Vegas odds switched on the last week, which which means that the last weekend matters. A couple quick questions on this: um, Do you think it should happen after the playoff? Because I think not in the NFL, not in the NBA. I don't. I, used I think to. those should be regular season awards because they're long seasons and it's about your accomplishment. I, I think you could argue, because I think Kyler Murray is now going to be destroyed by Tua, and Alabama is going to take it personally, like all those players for Alabama that were tweeting about it during the during the ceremony. I, that's like the worst thing that could have happened to Oklahoma, is them winning the Heisman Trophy and then having to play the guy who got beat out for it. I just feel like it's not a good sign for the game, and I, I maybe think, the votes would be different if you waited till after the two no, games. I, I think if what, Tua leads them on a major comeback in the championship game, like Vince Young... I don't know. I think you can make the case in college football only that it should be a full regular and postseason award. I think I like the way it is now. I think with the way the playoffs structured with the two games, I think it would too often be the best player on the championship team, even if it wasn't if like just even if it wasn't a guy who like, led let's say, the team to being there. Does that yeah, make sense? yeah, yeah. I mean, like let's say Damian Harris goes for one fifty and two touchdowns in the semifinal, then then one sixty, people are going to be like, wow, you know, he was so important. I'm just using him as an example where I think just the, the, the history of the, of the Heisman is it's a season award. It celebrates the be- guys like Tim Tebow can win it when his team goes eight and four. I wouldn't want it to be turned into like the MVP of the, cha- of the postseason. I, I, I get your, your risk there. I get why you would say that's something you want to avoid, and I would agree with you. I, I don't think it would necessarily change. Would it have changed for Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson probably wins the award instead of Lamar Jackson, for example, if, if that's the case. Vince Young probably wins the award instead of Reggie Bush, right? And But I'm okay with those things because the way you play in a championship game is still far more important than anything else you did that year. So and, and just, could, just something to think yeah, about. Yeah, okay. No, good now, husband talk. Now, yeah, there's something you want to bring up, which do I Do you have a problem with 13 voters not putting Tua Tungavailoa on their ballots at all? If they were media members, I would say take their vote away this second because your job as a media member is to be loyal and faithful to the award and to do it justice by not only being informed and being educated and voting with your heart, but you, you cannot make the case that Tua Tungvaluwa does not belong in the ballot. So the 13 people who left him off, A, do you have a problem with it? And B, they were all former winners. Every single voter that did that and was a former winner. A little bit more five of them, Five of them were the five Oklahoma winners. Three of them were the three Auburn Heisman Trophy winners. Um, then there were a handful of other guys, uh, Gino Toretta, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston. So you, let me answer um, your question. I can't remember the couple other ones. It's clear that the Oklahoma and the Auburn guys left Tua off to to doctor the vote. To you know, if it, if it went down, if 
ended up being the closest vote in history, then Tua wouldn't get those points. So, yeah, I've got a Tim pro- Brown, Notre Dame, and Herschel Walker. Yeah, I, I've got a problem with that. If now we said this before the podcast, and you you countered with like you can't. This is not a rational argument, but if you were if you were just a voter and for whatever reason you did not you had Tua fourth, you didn't think he deserved it because his his team's so good and he didn't play fourth quarter. I'm not saying that that's a rational argument. That's one thing. If you do it just to to screw with the vote, then I uh, don't. Because obviously do Oklahoma's doing it for their guy. Yeah. And Auburn, Auburn guys are doing it. Because they're petty. Because they're petty because they hate Alabama, which, again, is fine. Uh, the other ones, uh, Toretta, Manziel, Winston, Brown, and Walker. No idea why they would do that. I, I'm not sure. It doesn't. I don't understand. Like Herschel Walker's an SEC guy. I, yeah, I, don't, I just don't get it. Uh, I mean, Winston's from Alabama. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Manziel, I, who knows? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Un- unless maybe some of them didn't vote. I don't know. I don't know that. So I'm assuming they had ballots and, 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 and turned in their ballots. I also there's also a part of me that says if you are a former player who won the award, you should really well no that you kind of get to do whatever the hell you want. Oh, I, I would say you should appreciate you should kind of appreciate the 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 history of the award and not screw with it. I, I yeah, I guess. But if I'm an Oklahoma guy, I want Oklahoma to win it, so I'm going to do everything I can yeah. to make my guy okay, win. But let's it. Let, you, these votes. There's so many votes out there that in the, you know they, they didn't really matter. No, they didn't. They so. didn't. They, it would not have changed. I believe two won five out of the six region. I mean. Uh, Kyler won five out of the six regions and actually did very well in the South. The regions thing we could we could do away with. I would put in a rule if I was in charge of it that you were not allowed to vote until the Sunday following the, the last game of the regular season. So yeah. uh, that's what I would do. Uh, that's my Heisman stuff. Uh, any other – I don't think – sort of a, for being such a worthy collection of candidates, it seems like it was fairly uneventful. Yeah, and I was – throughout the season was rooting for Tua because we picked him in the magazine. And in, in back in, you know, I did that in March. The magazine came out in May, but I did my Heisman and had right. him number one. So I was thinking we were going to get it right, but um, did, did not have, I don't think we, well, pretty Ky- close. Kyler I mean, was probably on the list. I think he would have won had, I think two would have won had he not gotten hurt and they won the game against Georgia. I think he would have won. I think it does. I think it did come down to the championship weekend sort of being the, the, the straw that breaks yeah. the back one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but all very, very worthy candidates. Um, all right. So new coaches. Yes. Um, Georgia Tech hires Geoff Collins, the minister of mayhem from Temple. Which, which. The cradle of coaches now. I don't. I don't know if a hire has been more universally praised by the college football media world than this. Like, it, happens, I, it happens more than you think. I, I almost hope it doesn't work out. Not because I don't want Jeff Collins or Georgia Tech to be successful. I just like old to, old takes exposed. I mean, literally everyone's yeah. like, this one made so much sense. He's going to kill it. He's going to – Well, you know, just you every, know, everyone, literally you, everyone. You know all like, the ties, and the ties are he's from Conyers, Georgia. Uh, he coached at – he was the he was a GA at Georgia Tech during the Joe Hamilton era from 99 to 01. He was then the recruiting coordinator in 06, which was the the recruiting class that landed like Morgan Burnett, Derek Morgan, Josh Nesbitt. Like it was a ridiculous recruiting class. Um, probably the best recruiting class in Georgia Tech history, they say. And and he was responsible for that. So he does come He's home. He's been a He's successful coordinator, two SEC stops. In the area, yep. Hasn't built the program at, at Temple, but did a good job. You know, has done a good job in two years. His teams got better as, both, as the season progressed both years. No, it makes total sense. I just thought it was funny, like – Everyone, I think that I think that happens more than you think. That like everybody in the in the college football, I mean, this one just stuck ethos out to me a just bit goes, more. oh God, love that hire. Yeah, like Shaka Smart <laughs> to Texas. Like I think it happens more than you think. And then yeah. sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. My question about Georgia Tech is how good of a job is it? It it appears that they're not going to obviously not keep the triple option, so they'll go back to recruiting real football players. 
Um, sorry, that was a shot. I, I don't know why. That, <laughs> they're Just recruiting because you might not be feeling the real great today. stars. You got some issues going on. They're don't? recruiting the real star rankings in a state that is now third ahead of California in, in terms of producing talent. Part of the reason Georgia is stockpiling talent and Clemson have gotten good is because Georgia Tech is not a factor with those players. What, what was the, the state stat that they have not signed in the last four years? I think they've signed no more than four total top 50 players from Georgia. And that is unacceptable. Georgia Tech... Like, you don't need to sign top 10 players from Georgia. Right. Just National championship in the 90s. Heisman Trophy candidate in the late 90s. Won a bunch of divisions and, they, they and ACC an un- titles in the last 15 years. This is a good program. They this have is a good job. Look this up. They have an unbelievable record that was snapped a few years ago of 500 or better seasons in the ACC. It just... They, they never... They're always good. They're always at worst. They're 500 in the ACC or better. 08 went to the Orange Bowl, I believe, with yeah. Iowa. And here's a stat: um, friend of the pod, Bill Trochi, told me about this one. I should have wrote it down. Over the last 22 years, Alabama has. I've got to look this up, but I think it's something like Alabama has more losing seasons than Georgia Tech. Like they just they're they're never bad. They're always right. good. You know, Alabama. There's I, st- so extenuating circumstances. If you take there. if you take Clemson, Florida State, and Miami off the table, Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Who is what is the best job in the ACC? What are the, rank them outside of those top three? Because those three are the top three. Basically, you're looking at Virginia Tech versus North Carolina, Louisville North versus Carolina State. I think I think it's NC State, Louisville, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Those four. I think. I don't think North Carolina is in that mix yet because fan support just not there yet. Yeah, it's an interesting. Now, there's some situations about Georgia Tech in academics. It's not just. The urban, urban campus does turn people off sometimes. It, not a couple things. It's it's not just harder to get kids in there. It's not impossible. I know that. It's they don't have a lot of majors either. It's an engineering school. It's you know. It's a homely student body population. They've got a lot of dudes. <laughs> the, the the male to female ratio is like seventy percent. And and it's a homely population. So. Um, but you're right in the middle of a really booming metropolis, which some people love. Some people, some people hate. Yeah, it's a turnoff for some. Some people. But want the, the access town. to the access to players at Georgia Tech is far better than. I would say Virginia Tech, Louisville, or NC State. NC State's pretty good. Access to players. Really great fan support for Virginia Tech and for NC State. And it's solid for Georgia Tech. I, it's, I was there a couple years ago when the team wasn't even that great, and it, was, yeah. it wasn't – I think it's a good I'm job. Not, you're not in Auburn, Alabama. but I think it's a good yeah, job. I, I think I you can too. win. I think you can win. And they have won. So. They have won. That's yes. my point. Like They're, they're yep. always – they never suck. They had one year a couple years ago. They went one and seven it's, maybe. It's upper middle class yes. is what it is. And, and, if, and if Jeff – That's Collins, a nice place to live. If Jeff Collins can recruit – Man, they could be really good, and that especially in that division when you're not in the Clemson, Florida State division. Right, exactly. Now so. they play Clemson every year, I believe, in crossover. Right, which is good which and sucks. bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I Chris. want to talk about because I think I'm more like, especially last night I was because I was doing nothing, um, watching Must the football nice. game. Chris Kleeman hired at from uh, is it, is North Dakota Kleeman? State. Kleeman hired by the same AD that hired him yes. at North Dakota State when Craig Bowl left to go I was to Miami. Just on social media last night on Twitter just seem to be universally panned by Kansas State fans and all these media members. Really? Be like, uh, first of all, like, not trying to be has condescending. Anyone like, has anyone, like, 98% of his yeah, games like, at one Not at, trying to be condescending, but, like, what do you expect? The guy just totally kicks ass. He doesn't lose games. Kansas State's a hard place. It's a and hard you're place. at the end of the hiring and cycle. It's, and it's a similar type thing where you got to do more with less. You know, he's not going into Fargo and signing 30 guys no, a no, year I or think 25 I'm, guys a year. I agree with you. I think the hire and his skill set and his experience plays well at a place like Manhattan where you can't use, like, traditional avenues of approach to win. You sort of have to, you know, be a little different. And I think it's a good hire. Um, listen, I... The, the track record of FCS to, to people are like, um, who, 
Ohio State. Tressler, you know, Jim Tressel worked out great. There's a couple that worked out great, but there's also Paul Wolf won a ton of games at Eastern Washington, was awful at Washington State. So the, it, right. And there really have not been that many. There's been about five or six in the past 15, 20 years from FCS to FBS. So, I, again, I'm with you. I think it's a good hire. I'm a big Seth Luttrell slash Neil Brown guy, but I think this is actually makes a little bit more sense. That, for them. Fe- that feels more traditional. Yeah. Like, and and I feel like you sort of need a non-traditional. It's just, it, like Kansas State's a non-traditional program, which let's I would say. Um, so I think that's an interesting dynamic there. But I think both programs did a pretty good job. But people kept like, for like, we hired this loser from North Dakota State. You can say what you want, but the guy's he's not like a loser. Six or something. Yeah, like, he's it's not ridiculous. A, now this is interesting though. He's coaching through the playoffs. Got the early signing period coming up. It's not an ideal situation for that. But it, it. Um, By the way, for the record, early signing period, um, we'll do a little bit more on this next week. But We'll have your breakdown, your, your top 150 players well, in the country. Well, I, I do a recruiting show with uh, Tom Luganville, so I'm, I'm into this stuff. 72% of players were signed last year on early signing period. They're expecting that number to be higher this year. So keep an eye on that. It could be in the 80 percentile range. Um, so four out of five recruits signing with where they go. And, and we saw a- Alabama figured it out, right? Like they got caught maybe not knowing how it functioned last year. Um, and, and I hear coaches, former coaches, oh, this is just so much work and too much work for the coaches and the expedited process. Well, there's a lot of good stuff for the kids in the early signing period, right? Because it secures your spot when somebody might take away a scholarship like Bobby Petrino. Um, but I don't care if it's more work for the coaches. They make millions of dollars. Go do a different profession if you don't if you don't right. like the job. My, if, if there's no I coaching don't care. transition, about the work you have to do. To me, there's no negatives unless there's a coaching transition, and then there's just some you know weird weirdness that goes on with the new staff coming in and well, with quick, that, quicker evaluation. What happens you, is everybody stays put. Well, Louisville everybody actually, stays put until after the early signing period. Scott Satterfield, happening. evidently, in his new staff at Louisville, reached out to some kids and told them their scholarships would not be honored. Which is you know you and can think a lot of things, but but if if you're if you're upfront with it. You're giving I agree kids, with that you're too. You're giving right. those kids two weeks or ten days before the early signing period or week, and then they can wait till February. And I believe he brought his OC and his defensive coordinator with him from App State. And apparently the stories coming out of Louisville are just like, oh, yeah, Bobby Petrino never even visited even even the best players in the city of Louisville. And I'm like, sounds like Bobby P. So I, I think I think Louisville fans should be pretty excited and happy uh, with Scott Satterfield. All right, do you want to do some bowl game conversation or do you want to stay with coaching? Let's stay with Let's coaching. Let's stay with coaching. Uh, Iowa State gives an extension to Matt Campbell, but la- but none of it involves a pay raise. He he got a, an extension last year that I believe was six years, $22.5 million. He gets an extra $1 million per year this year on his contract for only his assistants which I think is a super savvy move on his part and on the administration's part. Their their pool almost like 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 a, it went up by like a third. They went from like 3 million to like 4 million for their assistance. That is showing commitment, Iowa State. Good on you. Congratulations to making those decisions. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying actually. I just I'm I'm proud of Iowa State for putting in the effort. You're proud to be a cyclone. The storm is a brewing or whatever they Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great case of the school realizing it struck gold with a guy. Not only did it strike gold with a really good coach, a guy that wants to be there. Will he be there in five years? We don't know. But he's not. He's clearly not a guy that was looking to get out right away. He's happy there. He, he believes he can win there. And it's the school responding. And I think that's a great move on his part. I mean, just what, what's a better way to build loyalty with your staff? To give them more money rather than you taking it. Now, if, well, if his coordinators want to go, hire. yeah, if his coordinators want to go get job, that's great for him. It's great for the program. But like, I think what you're getting at there, it makes your next hire easier. 
you get the reputation. Yes, I, I agree. And I just think it's good to see. I think it's a message to other programs like Iowa State that if you get the right guy and you invest, that you can keep him around, at least for longer than you anticipated. Uh, again, I'm not saying if USC comes open that Matt Campbell doesn't say, oh, USC is better than Iowa State. Of course it is. But, excuse me, you're giving yourself the best possible opportunity to succeed. And that, that I like that. Uh, what about all the um, – Okay, I got, you want to just, let's go through what about all the, you want to go coordinators here well let's just go we we've talked Matt Wells Texas Tech we talked Ryan Day Will Healy kind of local flavor here guy from Austin P right you know use the term rising star Austin P was awful got them good nice nice step up for him at conference USA at Charlotte think he'll do a good job Mike Houston who looked like he was going to Charlotte is now at East Carolina would you like to talk about Hugh Freeze the I don't know if you heard this He's the coach at Liberty now. Uh, I did, and they are going all in on the scandal, aren't they? Just uh, Ian McCall, of course, right. is their athletic director who was at Baylor. And, again, the one thing I wanted here, – here's my issue with Hugh Freeze's press conference. We can certainly um, make make light of the junk jokes. and like, Which you but, have. But what I, what, I, what I have problem with, honestly I, – I, listen, I'm not making fun of a man's faith. I don't have any problem with people believing what they want to believe in this country. I have no problem with that. The two problems I have is that you didn't learn not to throw it in people's faces because when you did, you then bought a bunch of prostitutes for high school kids and cheated on your family in the NCAA. And I don't – it's just not a smart thing to do But he, he's also have that speaking backstory. to his base there. Uh, agreed, agreed. There's, uh, there's that school is unique. They As are. As I said, they, they want to be the – They are. The, like, the, the BYU for yes, evangelists. I yes, I, I'm, I'm well aware of what, what Liberty University is all about. Um, but I need to start a school and just get all the best Jewish football players. Will you help me with that? Will you be? Will you work with me? I think we're done. Yeah, I don't know. Name the best Jewish football. Sage player. Rosenfeld's can be my quarterback, except he has no eligibility left. Oh. Okay, so we've okay. We're off to a great start. Okay, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Um, it, what I was going to say is honestly, it's a, from a PR standpoint, I was offended. That's it. Like, not from any other standpoint. And I got people tweeting me like, "Oh, how could you make fun of a man's faith?" I'm not. I'm making fun of the fact that he had two years. To prepare that statement. Right. And that's the best he could do is, is like accidentally make jokes about genitalia. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> that's the best you can do. But it was funny. I think it's hilarious. He didn't mean to do it. <laughs> right. And that's the problem. It's like you just, it's so, it's not even tone deaf. better like, than an unintended junk joke. Like, right. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just think that you, you had two years. It's more, it's more from a PR standpoint, I'm offended, that if you have two years to prepare, come to the table with something better than accidentally making junk jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Okay, as far as... That, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Aside from all the other stuff, it's a great hire by Liberty yeah, Football Yeah, they're going to win. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. You're a staffer, and you don't happen to be an evangelist. What What, what are the conversations on Monday morning with Ian McCaw and Hugh Freeze? Like, how was your weekend, guys? Like, what are, you, what are those conversations I like? I don't know. Unbelievable. I don't think I'll be on staff there. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, let's write real quick. Mel Tucker to Colorado. I think we talked. wasn't official, but we, we talked, talked about, about it last it. week. Uh, Gary, Gary Anderson back at Utah State, which seemed like a really weird search that they didn't really want him. They were pressured into taking it. That's just so, kind of So you kind of had a little, you had a little, uh, you had a little thing for Mike Loxley last week where you're kind of like a little, like, hey, what about this? Makes sense to you. And you rattled off a yeah. very distinguished list of accomplishments for Mike Loxley. Um, Go back and read the tweet, the texts between Gary Anderson. So you lose your job midseason. You throw all of your assistants under the bus, 
and get a head coaching job all what in a the country. same six, six, six months. What a place to live. I talked to a what coach a, what a after that happened. In. I talked to a coach who said, well, he's never going to coach again. Who would hire him? Utah State. Yes. <laughs> welcome. Come on yeah, down. Welcome back. Yeah, I did notice that. Okay, job's still open. Temple, App State, and Akron. Looks like uh, Manny Diaz and Mike Elko are the finalists for the Temple job. Yes. Texas A&M better be watching that one like a hawk. I still think being the coordinator for two and a half mil at a and Yeah, why don't they be just – they've got – just pay him like $10 million to be the coordinator. And by the way, good job on Temple, man. I mean, yeah, Al, keep... Al Golden, um, Steve Adazio, Matt Rule, now Jeff Collins, cradle of coaches. They're the Arkansas State of the Northeast. Or just call them the cradle of coaches. Right? I call them the Arkansas State of the Northeast. <laughs> it's, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> That's on there. All right, uh, keep yeah. going. That's on there. Oh, so that's it. Those that's are the it? jobs open. Do you want to go coordinators now? Mike McIntyre in the SEC. Who's making like $40 billion to yeah. do. To co- and someone said, no doubt the guy's a pretty good coach. But And he's at San Jose State and Colorado State. He had two winning seasons in like eight years as a coach, and he's making like $3 million yeah. to coordinate defense. Defensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Um, Jim McElwain. Wasn't a receivers coach for long. He's the head coach at what Central Michigan, correct? Yes, and and um, uh, Quentin Dormady, former Tennessee Vol slash Houston Cougar, transferred there for his final year of eligibility. How many times has he transferred now? Twice. Three times. Three times. Uh, a lady, and then um, twice. No, yeah, twice. You got a uh, new coordinator. Uh, obviously, looks like Dan Enos will be elevated in Alabama. He'll be Good the offensive there. coordinator there. Just a, a former head football coach who was successful at Central in the Michigan. Mac, at Central Michigan. Um, and I the name escapes me. The Auburn offensive coordinator. He's a very young cat from uh, from Memphis. From Memphis, yes. um, we call him the young cat from Memphis. Yeah, I for, I don't. And I it's interesting about that down. is Memphis recently lost its I believe wide receiver coach to Tulane as the offensive coordinator. So I wonder if that guy, you know, he you know, forgot his name too, that he probably great podcast. He would have been <laughs> in position to, um, to to become the Memphis offensive coordinator. I'm just proud of you for not dying so far. What are you talking about? You're just had some some health issues before. I did not have you're health having, issues. You're having trouble holding it together. I was holding it together just fine. Kenny Dillingham. Okay. Dilling. Dilling, Dilling. <laughs> um, you wanted to do that so bad. Yes. Uh, I mean, I couldn't really come up with the right way to do it. So he'll be he'll be there. Same questions. How much is Gus right, Malzahn Gus allowed? Gus is going to call the plays, I think. How, yeah. I mean, who whose offense really is it really? And with a 29-year-old. It's the Auburn I'm, offense. When it's a 29-year-old, I'm assuming that Gus Malzahn has the impact. Mr. Malzahn? Mr. Malzahn, I think we should run the ball. Mr. Coach. Yeah, Mr. Coach. Mr. Coach, tell me about your mindset. Uh, talk about your mindset, Mr. Coach. Um, Are you going to say who's no? Of who, who asks that question all the time? Who Who else? What or what? Other, any other coordinators you want to discuss? Tennessee co- coordinators are still ongoing. Yeah, they obviously wanted Freeze. Freeze didn't want them. Was there some university blockage though? N- no. You sure? I am one hundred percent positive. If Fulmer and Pruitt wanted Hugh Freeze, they would have gotten him. I it did not seem very Tennessee-ish. To I think there's a bigger yeah. risk. Yeah, I think there's a much bigger risk than people think uh, involved in that um, with Hugh Freeze. I think the SEC, frankly, blackballed him last year. You know what? I think the SEC might have put you him. You know what? Been perfect this year with the Mac Brown, Gary Anderson. Oh, didn't he hire? Who did he Phil hire? Phil Fulmer, head coach at Tennessee. It would have been perfect this <laughs> That's year. True. Graham Harrell, right, to North Carolina. Uh, yeah, and, and hired Bateman, uh, the, the Army defensive coordinator to North Carolina. Seems like he's putting together a pretty good staff, and they've flipped some kids. Shocked by that, yeah. that Mac Brown will know what he's doing. Uh, uh, no, Flippy for real. Yeah, I love, I love that one. Flippy for real. Watch that movie with the kids. Can you hear me in the back? Yeah. Can, you, can you hear me in the back? <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Nobody has any idea. Or, oh, there's very select few people. Usual suspects. I, I know. Don't tell well, anybody. People Leave, know. Let the Our inside listeners joke, know. Let the inside joke linger. Okay. Do you delete, have to? You delete that? No, leave it in. Okay. We leave everything in. 
Um, do you want to go bowl games here? Or do you, okay, more, uh, do you have any more coaching information? Uh, let's go players not playing in bowl games. I know you want to talk about that. I, I do. I've, I've got two two rants I'd like to go on. Do I, as it pertains I stay to here? Games. Can I participate in them? Or yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. No, number one is I don't agree with you as much on this. This is a Braden Gall. So point. The, I just I happen to be looking at point spreads, and the ACC is is an underdog in basically every bowl game, with the exception of Clemson and I think like one other game. They're basically an underdog, and should that let's say Vegas lines work out and it's supposed to go and it goes the way it goes and they finish two and nine in the ACC in bowl games, I, I don't want people telling me and tweeting. Oh, the SEC went nine and one, and the ACC sucks. They went two and nine. That's just not. It's not indicative. They're um, not apples to apples matchups. It's for the not. Bowl. It's not like the third place that, team versus the third place team. A lot of times, you know. Not only that, but the outcome of your bowl game literally has zero impact on how good or bad you are the following season. It is not an indication of how good or bad you were this season. There is. They, they are to be enjoyed. It is. Bowl games are to be enjoyed. Live in the moment. I don't care what league it is. I don't care if it's good or bad. Your bowl record doesn't matter to me and means absolutely nothing. With the exception, if you are like 13-0 and in bowl games and two of those are the championship games, the playoff and the championship, then maybe we can have a discussion about, hey, maybe your league was pretty good. But I just – we're about to read a list of some of the most important players in college football that aren't playing in the games. How can it be real if coaches go for it on fourth down and they use trick plays, they play younger players, and Will Greer doesn't play? How can you evaluate West Virginia and Syracuse if Will Greer's not playing? Yeah, I agree for the most part uh, with you. I think you can there, – there's there's 39 bowl games. There's things you can read into them. Certain guys – young guys play. If a young guy played well late in the year and he plays well in the bowl game, kind of carry that over and stuff. As far as results, I'm totally with you on the conference. I don't want to hear that your conference went – 4 and 0 and that's whatever. why we're better or worse than you. Right. It's just stupid. It's yeah. very short-sighted and stupid. Yeah, but uh no, I think it's th- there are, you know, young teams again playing well, quarterback playing well who played well in the, in the, late in the year, so but you, it's a it's, but that it's doesn't a weird necessarily dynamic. I know, I know. It's a weird dynamic. Doing anything. You're, you're got, not you're not going to be better on third down completing passes because you played well in the in the Pool and Weed Eater Bowl. It's just not There's no such there's thing. There's no correlation. You got a uh, you got a 3 weeks to a month to prepare. Yes. Again, trick plays, well, you go you, for it on fourth you, down, you're at a neutral field with very few tickets sold. I mean, it's just very different. Will you evaluate my performance in the bowl game to carry over to next year? Your performance is the same. Okay. I evaluate yours just like a regular game. Okay. For you, every day is the Super Bowl. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, and along those lines, Will Greer not playing. That's Yadni Kajus yeah. not playing. The offensive tackle for Will Greer. Not not sure how you're going to evaluate the offense for West Virginia when two of their best players don't play. Noah Fant not playing for Iowa. Who didn't if you listen, Iowa fans who basically didn't play right in the year anyway. Yeah, they true. were complaining about his usage. First-round draft pick, Rashawn Gary, not going to play for Michigan. No problem there. Donnell Green, offensive tackle, Minnesota. I've seen Kelvin Harmon listed as a potential first-round yes, draft pick. Yes, very productive. Debo Samuel, did you mention him? I have not gotten I'll there just, yet. I'll let you uh, Kel- Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver. Nikhil Harry also could be a first-round pick for Arizona State. Sure not, not playing. Nikosi Perry? <laughs> Uh, Debo Samuel, for wide receiver for South Carolina, not going to play. Greedy Williams, a cornerback for LSU, could be a first-round pick. Maybe the a top-five pick, not going to play. Ed Oliver, first-round pick, probably not going to play. Jermaine Pratt, NC State linebacker. Justice Hill, running back, Oklahoma State. Uh, Larry Williams, the an offensive guard for Oklahoma State. That's just a few. I'm sure that list will grow. Jalen Hurd from Baylor is a, not, not a legitimate play. injury. He has a knee injury, like right. surgery, so it's not like a, a choice. So I, I just think that it's it's another massive, large bullet point that tells you that bowl game ec- outcomes just don't. Are you okay? They, they are you okay with Will? Do you have any problem with Will Greer not playing? To me, this one just feels no. different. It's the first. 
notable quarterback not to play in a bowl game. No, but if Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey don't play, then I don't have a problem with a guy that's on the fringe of being a – like right now, we'll, especially a guy who's a fringe first-rounder, right? Because yeah. any little thing is going to be looked over like with a microscope through the combine process and through the evaluation process. And if you're just – if you just get a bum elbow and you can't throw, like it's, you catch a finger on a helmet, like anything could happen – in, in a really meaning – like, while I would love to see Will Greer and Tony Dungy – Tony Dungy, Eric Dungy – That would be crazy. Go back and forth in a bowl game. That would be a lot of fun. I, I, if I'm in Will Greer's camp and I'm looking out for Will Greer's best interest, I'm saying, hell no, you don't play in the game. Now, to, to, to take this a different direction, I, a, a West Virginia fan that I know on Twitter made the point, like, most West Virginia fans are pissed – but I'm looking at, like, it looks like Jake Allison, the Miami transfer, is going to be the starter. Hey, it's we great get a, experience. Great experience yes. for him. Yes, now, I, I, I agree. I think their case, like, a 6-16. and 16, What do you care about the Camping World Bowl, really? A 6-16 I mean, that's trying to get a winning record. There's different I things. But guess. Virginia's had a really good – West Virginia's had a really good season. I don't think my opinion or your opinion of them is going to change whether no. or not they win this game. No, I thought they had a great year. Strangely enough, they could finish 8-4 and four if they lose, which is just a weird, weird way to lose. Like, a team that was like seventh or eighth or whatever in the in one of the final playoff rankings. Uh, anything? So I guess our stance on the pod is I'm not quite as anti bowl results as you. You're like if you're 100 percent there, I'm like 80 percent. Okay, and then um, I'm also n- I have no issue with players sitting out at all. It just is what it is. They, they're not there. They, these are kids that are, are trying to make their entire careers work and make a, f- a fortune for themselves and for their family. It's playing in that game could cost them who knows how much money Jalen Smith right torn ACL for Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl is that the only one really though I I, know I think uh, Jake Butt tore an ACL I believe either practice but got healthy or uh, but was probably not drafted as highly as he should Smith was the one where they he's now playing but there was one like you know would he ever really be back to form and it was a knee certainly which is more dangerous Um, but I I just think it doesn't it doesn't matter if there's examples or not. Like it's just you every time you go out on the field you're risking an injury and if you're not going to go 100%, you're even more adverse or more at risk for injury. So, I just don't have a problem with it and listen, if you if you don't spend the money to take your family all the way across the country to a bowl game if you don't if if you care that much about so and so playing, just watch it on your couch. Spend time with your family. I'm spending time with my family at the bowl game. Well, it's cuz you're working. Yeah. All right, what else you got? That's it, really. Nothing else for bowl games or news? Any other news topics? Um, no, I think there's let like me, let me ask your chief of staff, something with the president. Let me ask you, know? you. Yeah, nothing's ever happening in the White yeah. House. Let me ask you, um, since you're Jewish, you do not hang Christmas lights at your house, do you? Or do you? Yeah. Um, you do? I don't. My wife. The missus does? My wife's not Jewish. She, uh, hang, we, we have stockings for the kids so they I'm can. I'm talking about out front of the house. Oh, no. On the well, house no, outside. No, but we don't like do Halloween stuff either. We're just not like. You're just good. not a, so you basically just, you just hate fun is what you're saying. All the fun inside the house. You're just we a, don't need, we don't need to advertise it to the outside you're, world. You're a fun sucker. You just suck the fun out of every holiday. So we have some Chris, some very subtle Christmas decorations inside. Just like. My wife goes berserk I, with the Christmas yeah. decorations. And it's not even like, she's not even close to like an eight or nine or a 10 out of 10. She's like a seven out of 10, but she just still is going to have to, like we have three different advent things like we are not a religious family we are we consider ourselves christian but we're not like a really overtly religious family but that she's got we have like four nativity scenes uh, like three advent calendars but really what i wanted to talk about was the christmas light exterior decoration it's the first time i've had to do it did you it's miserable break any miserable. you fall off any ladders no 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 i'm very coordinated it's miserable 
It's just like I, the first attempt. That's the best part of being Jewish. The first attempt, I like that. wrapped it around the porch roof, and I get, and I was like, oh, that doesn't look that good. So I pulled it down, and then There's I was nothing like, more than like a half ass. And then I was too. like, I'm gonna wrap, and I and I'm, I want to do it right. So I'm like, then I wrap it around the, the pillars, and it's like two and a half feet short. It doesn't plug in. I'm like, oh, crap. So I had to pull that down. And the whole time, like Are you getting mocked while you're doing this. No, thing? no, but like the other house across the street that's very well decorated and has lots of things is like looking at me, laughing. I can see the windows like laughing at me. But they also have like the inflatables across the street, so it's like it's just too much. It's too much. So anything that we do will always be viewed as inferior. Like my house has Christmas light envy of the neighbor's house, but we're never gonna go like all the colored lights with like the inflatable Santa Claus. We're never going to do that. You just got to be comfortable in your own skin. But doing you're, the you're work, not comfortable. this is the first time I've ever had to actually physically do the work. So I wrapped garland around the pillars of our front porch. And then I did like lights around like the, the entryway and around two of the pillars. I thought for sure it looked like crap. Wife came home. She was like, oh, it looks great. And I was like, good. I'm not doing any more. I think it was hard. It I was think she hard. had really low expectations for you and just wanted to make you feel good. Not true. I deliver. I might take a I might take a drive to the east side later and uh, I, give my she, opinion. She does all the decorating inside. I I scrooge it. Okay. I'm just like rah, 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 rah. and I I'm telling you, I have so much more newfound respect for people that hang Christmas lights. On oh their yeah, houses. like the roof. I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I I'm with you. I don't like the icicles at all, but I I'm sort of getting the icicles now because they're like a lazy man's Christmas lights because they don't have to be like perfect. You don't have to hang them exactly. You just do the one line along the roof and you're good to go. You just put some hooks in there and you're good. I'm starting to understand the the, the lure and the draw of the icicle thing because I don't really like them. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like the ones that dangle down from the gutter or whatever. They, okay. they're not. It's not a line of lights. Okay. It's the one that hangs. They have the little gotcha. things. And I, I've never really liked them. And my wife hasn't you either. You love them now. But now I'm like, oh, now I get why people do that yeah. because they look so easy to hang. Yep. Have you finished Ozark? Yes. Pretty good. So I remind you of the Jason Bateman character in Ozark to some degree. Did we already talk about that? No, you kind of remind me of... Somebody on Twitter said I remind them of of Marty Bird. You remind me of the dude who got out of jail, the dad, the blonde girl's dad. Shut the hell up. That's what I think. Redneck criminal. Yeah, who who might, may or may not... Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, no. Don't say anything. Yeah, just, you know what? Have you started Narcos? Yes, I am... Four episodes in. First season or like the new season? The new season. The new season. Mexico. I haven't, I haven't started watching it. It's good. It. I'm one episode into Making a Murder. I am not as cautiously optimistic as I used to be. I, that's one I watch on my own, so I've not started that one yet. I am... Oh, we started watching The, uh, I the Bodyguard. Wild, Wild Country. Have you heard about The Bodyguard? Supposedly it's awesome. We watched a, one episode last uh, night. How, how dare they make a mockery of the greatest Kevin Costner movie of all time? I'm just... R.I.P. Whitney. That's a great movie. I never saw it. What's the body... You never saw it? Are you serious? Yeah. Whitney Houston, Kevin I know Costner? What it, I know what it is. I didn't see it. The Bodyguard? Yes. I know the song. Isn't there a famous song from there? Yes. Are you going to sing it? And uh, you've never... You've never... <laughs> I've never seen it. What is wrong when with When did it you? come out? 1994? 93? I was just graduated college, living in the big city. I had better things to do. Oh, I'm going to go watch it. Like I'll go home and watch it right now, today. I had better things to do than go watch a Kevin Costner no, movie. No, 92. Moved. I was in college. Dude, how did you... How did you... How did you date... How did you date? I'm anybody? married. It's all that matters. Not in '92, you weren't. It came out in November of '92. I was focused my senior year in college on on what the probably nine, a big the, game there against the two uh, and nine Vanderbilt Commodores that five year. Five and six. 
<laughs> you do know. Yeah. No, it was, my, it was my, one of my great moments of journalism, journalistic history. For when you were working for the Van, Hustler? Vanderbilt was 5-5 five and five and going into the Tennessee game on a Sunday night. I got a quote from the from the the, 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 <laughs> the guy from the pool-in weed eater bowl. I called him at home on Sunday night. He got a quote <laughs> about Vanderbilt's. It all comes full circle back to the pool and we about Vanderbilt's candidacy in that bowl game, and then, and then Vanderbilt got, lost forty-one nothing at Tennessee after starting a fight with Tennessee before the game. Didn't sound work like out a, well. Sound like a smart strategy. God. Did not work out well. That, was that Fulmer's first team? Um, ninety-two would have been no, Fulmer's no. First that team. was no, no. Excuse me, sorry, I'm I'm my wrong wrong year. See, none of this happened. All this my is lies. Year, Fake news. That was ninety-one. You're that was Jerry Denardo's first year. You're an enemy of the people. It was Jerry Denardo's first year, ninety-one. So. All right, I think we've this thing. Are is, we done? Yeah, we're done. I just I'm great. I newfound appreciation for people that put up Christmas lights on their trees or on their on their houses. For Mitch Light at Athlon Mitch uh, at Braden Gall. If you'd like to start submitting uh, mailbag questions, I, I guess we'll start taking them now. But really, probably not till next week. We'll, no, it's just start, start we'll now. We'll throw it out on Twitter and we'll we'll have a more concerted effort to take mailbag questions. Uh, also, podcast at athlonsports.com is the email address. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, his name is Mitchell Light. My name is Braden Gold. I already said that. This is the Athlon Sports Cover 2 Podcast. Yeah.